Hello, everyone. My name's Lucas. Lucas Len, per se. But that's not what's important right now. Before we start, I'd like to announce that this episode, episode 10, Giant Thunder's Problems, had an issue within the recording. We're not entirely sure what happened, and we've been looking into it as of late, but we ended up only noticing this issue after our recording was finished. As we know, future episodes will probably suffer the same fate, and we are working hard to not have the problem happen. This is unexpected, and we expect it to happen in the future until we find our problem. So for now, we hope that these announcements as a warning for half episodes we have of recording to show you. We do hope you enjoy, stay safe out there, and keep your dice about you. Last time you guys were traveling through the Azerfolk Forest, encountered um, some remnant of Santiago's past, although I'm not sure Santiago entirely knew what remnant that was either, um, and had a brief encounter with the Remoraz. Um, that remnant was seemingly a high-ranking member of the Azerfolk Guard, um, and two people he seemed to have dragged along. A small gnome who specialized seemingly in illusionary magics, who you threatened. I thought they to were a halfling. Up. Oh, yeah, sorry, they were a halfling. Who you threatened to kick the shit out of, and eventually made them scamper on back to Azrafelt through the freezing cold wastes of the forest without any gear or supplies. Oh. Um, they're probably dead. Maybe he got back, maybe he didn't. Uh, the other one who I believe was an elf or a half-elf or something. No, it was a tiefling, my bad. Um, who you guys only saw for a brief moment, who apparently had run off and you hadn't seen him again. So who knows what happened to him. Um, and the third and last one, the most prominent one, was the actual captain, the actual high-ranking guard who was chasing Santiago in the first place, who, as far as you guys can tell, has been consumed by the Remoraz. So hopefully that that's not going to be a problem in the future. If he lives through Remoraz digestion, there's a problem. <laughs> um, it'll be like uh, it'll be the Boba Fett of this game Boba Fett <laughs> we're gonna kick him back into the Dramorhag two more times Boba Fett. aside from that you guys um, hunker down for a blizzard and With pretty bad somehow and in the morning had found a half frozen half dead griffin um, who apparently, in some way, has been captured by poachers, who may have met the same grizzly ends as uh, our little cat, or our little guard friend, um, in a very long, very worried period of time. You guys managed to convince the Griffin you were on its side enough to cut it free, enough to try and help it feed it a little bit and get it back into a cave, where all of you can chill. For. Yui Lucas managed to do that. Yes. I completely forgot we took the effort. The only one who did not do the effort was Santiago. Everyone else assisted. Vader helped with the trap. Aaron helped with the net and getting there in the first place. Lucas and Yui actually calmed it down and got it free. Santiago was like, let's just fucking go. <laughs> Because it was going to die. die. And like Lucas just looks at him with like the dirtiest shit-eating look. It was going to die and there was a fucking worm about. <laughs> so, um, how long? So, well, you guys did roll a, a nature check. And you figure that the remorse probably doesn't eat a huge amount, given where it is. 
Um, and if it's snapped on both poachers and a guard and potentially a halfling and a tiefling, maybe, um, it's probably not going to be hungry for a little bit, at least for the next few days. Um, that being said, how long are you guys staying in that cave that question, before you head back out to fire? Didn't we go to sleep? Yeah, we went to sleep. We took a long rest. He did. Um, but I'm asking you in a more general sense, how long are you planning to stay? Like, how long... Do you want to stay with this griffin to let it heal up? Or do you want to go ahead and leave? What are you doing? I guess. Well, how's, how's the griffin doing? Let's let's talk that first. No, it did survive the night. Morning. It did survive the night. Um, when you guys kind of wake up, it's still asleep. And like, it sleeps still like... Um, hurt. It's still slightly frozen. You can tell that certain parts of it have been really badly impacted by the cold and other such factors. Um, its wings look mangled and fucked up. At least one of them does. And it'll probably be another couple of weeks before that heals in order for it to fly again. Um, Can I general, perform a medicine it, check? Can I see if we leave it alone, will it still have a decent chance of survival? Uh, Romeo. That is a 16 plus 1. That's a 17. <laughs> Um, it's definitely really badly injured, and its primary method of hunting is likely flying around and catching shit. It probably also lives up in the mountains, but it probably lives in a cave. If you left it here, it would probably have a 50-50 chance of making it out alive. Uh, I mean, that's better than what it was. Oh yeah, before it was like... 9-20. Like 9-10. Yeah. Um, what are you guys thinking? What does everybody say? Every day you stay with it, you'll increase its chances of living. But also, you're spending more time, and you should be getting your ass to fire out. As much as I'd like to stay with it, we do need to get out of the frozen waste. I completely agree. This firehouse is at least, what, at least another week, week's trip? I think by the time everyone was sort of up and about, Santiago was sort of keeping watch towards the mouth of the cave. I figure. Given that's what you've been doing most of this time, I, I kind of assume that Santiago is up, awake, keeping watch, yeah. making sure everything's good. And also just kind of not being very respondent if anyone tried to say good morning to them. What's a Vader, Yui, and Lucas doing while Santiago is up and keeping watch? Um, worried about that griffin, if anything. If you want me to be dead-ass honest, that's what Lucas is worried about. Uh, I'm watching Lucas as I'm getting myself ready for the morning, getting the clips and the hair and all that. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Chance. Then the 90-10, it probably was. 90 on death. Mm. Uh, what is baby increased, doing? But I think the thing that needs to happen is somebody or somehow this griffin needs to realize that children are dead. Hold on, Sam. Vader. Oh, I was, I was letting them talk. Yeah, I know, but I'm asking you what are you doing just to get an idea of where everyone is coming. Um, just sort of sort of watching Griffin. Getting ready. Keep an eye on as well. Yeah. Okay. Like so, now you can do it. Somebody needs to tell me. Somebody or somehow this Griffin needs to realize it's 
Mitch children are not coming back. I know what you did made it feel better, but... No. How to communicate that? <laughs> if I had a spell that let me speak to it, I would. I can't say I know any way to do so. Like, is the griffin asleep? Uh, currently, yeah. Is Yui still laying on it? No, I, I moved away from it so I didn't get kicked in the stomach in my sleep. <laughs> Regardless, it... I kind of leaving it while it's asleep. <laughs> yeah, that kind of feels rude. Santiago, are you inside the cave or are you right outside the cave? I'm, watch. like, in the, in the mouth of the cave. Roll me a perception check real quick. Okay. Everyone continue on when you're doing. Yeah. What do you- do you think we should wake it up? Or do you think we should just- I, I personally want to let it sleep, but also I don't want us- I don't want it to think, like, we abandoned it? It probably lives somewhere up in the Heartspires, but that wing is going to take- It's gonna take time to heal. Uh, 16, Justin. There is smoke from a fire down to your right, towards the um, direction Nazarbone is in, you can see mm. smoke from a fire, drifting kind of slowly and lazily into the morning sky. Yeah, um, I'll turn back and say whatever y'all are deciding to do with that thing, you should do it quick, because there's, there's folks that seem to have been coming from Azerfolk. I'd like to get out of here as quick as possible. Yes, and I'd also like to have a conversation with you as soon as possible. Can we have it on the road? Yeah. I think I think we've done all we can here. Much as I'd love to stay for a few days in order to make sure our friend can make it back to the sky, we have a time limit. Then it was, which is all I care about, really. I think we should just let it sleep. Can I have Yui just put her hand on it, see if anything happens? Just gently. So asleep. It's, it's breathing surprisingly calmly. Surprisingly peacefully. Hey. We gonna be going. I'm gonna, like, mm -hmm. pick up North and, like, I'm gonna hold her kind of, like, inside the jacket. And I'm gonna walk out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Okay. Uh, my, uh, I'm going with them. I'm already. You're already out of that. Okay. You've got all your supplies. Um, Kit Kat is also kind of like hanging around. They're grabbing off all the stuff, too. Um, you guys managed to gather up all your supplies, leaving it alone, and as you finally kind of leave the cave early in the morning, uh, it is still asleep. It's not woke up. Um, and you guys leave with a faint kind of pillar of smoke behind you guys, still slowly rising to the sky. As you make your way down towards fire. Um, we're not gonna do too much here. Because most of your journal journey is going to be pretty much safe. Summarized as camping. Pretty much. Just camping the rest of the way. Uh, how many days exactly? Because I do have the rest. 
Um, you guys have already gone two days. Uh, let me see. You guys were about two days into the journey. And you have to keep up a pretty decent pace because Santiago, you basically keep an eye on this the entire time. That mm -hmm. pillar of smoke, you pretty quickly realize, even like during the first day, it really becomes apparent further on. That pillar of smoke is not a campfire because it's staying consistently no. behind you guys. You don't know what, no, 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 because it's moving along with you guys. Something is following you, giving off a fuck ton of smoke. It didn't, you don't think it's a fire or anything, like a forest fire. One, because these trees don't catch very well or covered in fucking snow. And two, because it's not this huge thing. It's just a single pillar of smoke. Besides the campfire you just here. That seems to slowly be following you guys. Not super fast. You're able to keep ahead of it as long as you keep moving and rest every night. But it is, like, consistently following. And there's, there's no other sort of indications of what it might be? Not that you can see. You could always head back and see what it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Mm -mm. I have a guess and don't want to find out. Mm -hmm. I think it is, have a guess yeah. but don't want to find out. Uh, I think it's our giant snake friend. Did it go off smoke before? No, no before it did not. Can I, can I roll? Some kind of check in any way. It'll See? be incredibly hard, but sure, you, you can roll me a intelligence. Guess who got it? Or, or intelligence, intelligence, nature, I guess. History, maybe religion. Actually, all of those, all of those are intelligence. So I will take the highest you. hand roll with advantage. Oh fuck! Did you just drop your dice? <laughs> Religion it's a or what? Really hard check. Religion, history, um, not not nature, survival. Little makes sense for this. Um, religion, history. Um, I, maybe Arcana. I don't really know what would this would classify under. This is intelligence, I mean, and they're all plus six. Give me a nineteen <laughs> plus six. Um, you don't know what this is, but given the way that it's just continually following you, um, it seems to be moving very slowly, very consistently. It doesn't seem to rest during the night, because during the night, it, it's way closer than it was the day before, uh, so you guys have to move considerably faster if you want to keep ahead of it, maintain your distance. Um, so it doesn't seem to be resting, it doesn't seem to be stopping, but it seems to be moving very slowly. So it's not the remoras. And it's something giving off a fuck ton of smoke. You don't know if it's real smoke or magical smoke or what. It's not the Ramirez, right? Yeah, That's what I was that. rolling to figure out. Don't think no. it is. Doesn't seem like it. Didn't give off smoke last time. And these trees don't catch really well. Safe to say it's a person or people bending. Does it ever stop at any point? No. Like, it moves really slowly, but even during the night, like, keeping shifts, keeping watch, this pillar of smoke never stops moving. And it, it and every time you try and, like, if you try and zigzag or anything, my, if you ever do zigzag at the forest, it'll take you a little more time. So you try and zigzag to try and, like, throw it off a little bit. 
Um, hmm. It'll increase your time just a little bit, but... I don't know, because... Hmm. We're just talking about it in character. Um, whatever it is, I don't think it's a, it's a person. Someone couldn't just continuously march like that for days on end through the woods, the cold and the snow. Mm. Some sort of creature. Might be best not to let it know. But then it's so visible. I just want to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. The fuck are we to be honest. Of any creatures that give off smoke that are mostly fire-based of any kind? Um, there's a lot of different creatures that are fire-based. Fire is the most common damage type in D&D. Those the most commonly resistant one. Um, however, most fire creatures, if they do give off smoke, it's not a huge amount. Because most fire creatures that exist are fire elementals or fire gin or anything like that. They don't burn materials to keep going. Fire elementals are just balls of fire. They aren't burning wood to keep going. They are moving balls of fire. So while there is smoke, there's not an excessive amount. It's not really black or anything. Whatever this is, you don't know. Well, I personally couldn't tell you. There's fire gin and elementals, but those are on completely different planes of existence than us. Yeah, it's not well, there natural. Are smoke, there are smoke monsters like, 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 like smoke like the phantoms, geists, and stuff. But those aren't really a common thing. And they ask Falcon, this is a huge amount of building. And stuff. It's like a walking campfire that you have heard before. Maybe a fire golem, but then it would probably burn out before the day sets or get frozen over. I just say exactly that. Maybe it's not natural. Yeah, no shit, it ain't natural. Like, magic or a machine, then? Probably, it might be a machine. I think we need to keep moving as fast as we can. Maybe not let it know that we know about it. I don't know if it has that sort of intelligence. Vader, do you know any machines that do that? Well, I mean, you know machines that do that. But, like, Uh, Vader, Vader I'm not even going to have you roll for this. This is, like, your area of expertise. Um... So, there isn't coal, and there is gunpowder in this world. There is not coal. They um, use different sources of fire and different sources of fuel that is primarily sourced from the desert towards the south. Um, there are loads of machines that give off smoke and stuff like that. But most of them are very large, very loud. And a lot of them are very volatile. This thing is moving super consistently. And if yeah. it is giving off this much smoke, it would need basically a stupid amount of fuel to keep going. Yeah. But it is more than possible, yeah. They had like a bag of holding that was like bigger than yours or anything like that. It is possible that it is machine sometimes. They would just require a lot of smoke and be a pretty advanced but also pretty like polluting and simple machine. So it's kind of like a weird little mixture where it's like, mm, you know. Couldn't you consider the wood in the, in the Halo Tip Spears to be fuel? Uh, you could, but again, it burns terribly. Even if it wasn't frozen over and always wet, the wood here is just not good firewood. It is amazing building wood. This wood is sturdy and strong and pliable, and it basically never dries out. But in terms of building a fire with it, it's really shitty. You yeah, it never dries out. <laughs> so it's fantastic building wood, really bad firewood. You can get lucky with small branches and stuff that have fires, 
but anything more or longer than that is going to be very not consistent. Okay, well, whatever it is, I don't want to find out, so I say we keep moving. As long yeah. as we keep moving. That's what I think we should do it too. And keep that. And if you move at a fast pace, you'll, you'll use some more rations, but you will keep ahead of it and you probably pull ahead of it considerably. Fine. I'd rather keep going full pace. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather keep going at a consistent pace and use the three rations a day, or do you want to use double the rations but go at like double the speed? It'll pull we you have guys 23 rations, and I am keeping up with the number. How do we go doubles? Is everyone just sprinting? No, uh, you're walking for longer. Oh. I don't know why. I just imagined everyone running. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is Skyrim. We're just sprinting while shoveling food into our face. This is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I know, I pictured it like a video game. It's with a piece of jerky. <laughs> Can't wait to find the magic magnet that allows us to bend the laws of physics. Faster, Yui! Faster! Eat your jerky! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was imagining a Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. I think we should... <laughs> Just, Hold on, give them a minute. They're, they're giggling too much. I think we should just keep up what we've been doing. Yeah. It's consistent pace for now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless it seems like it's ever, like, speeding up or something, then we might have to worry, but... <laughs> if um, our regular pace is faster than it, we shouldn't have a problem. Um, you know, days continue. Um, do you try and do the zigzag plan, or do you just keep going straight? I mean, I don't see why for one day we don't try it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, does everyone go together, or does, like, one person... We go together. Like, off, like, the safety in numbers, motherfucker. You know, yeah. So you guys are gonna, like, kind of, like, go at a pretty, like, steep angle to, like, the right, to like, the edge of, like, the world, basically. Yeah. Um, the edge of the forests. Um, I'll describe this, because you guys haven't really been here before. Um, as you guys kind of come up to what is basically the edge of the world, um, you guys come along, walk into the forest, and the snow kind of slightly clears a little bit, but it's still very prevalent, very heavy. Um, I'm sure that all of you have at one point been near the edge of the major islands or major continents. Maybe Huey hasn't. Um, that's up to go to the side. Um, as you approach, though, uh, do you guys look over the edge, or do you keep a safe distance from it? I look over the edge! <laughs> Lucas, don't fall Lucas. over the... What? Don't I don't see off the theorem anyway. And you see, as you know, the edge of this huge continent is this enormous rocky plateau pillar that extends downwards and downwards and downwards. I fear, uh, Azure felt was a little unique. Because the crystals that form of these pillows are blue instead of red, like everywhere else. Um, and you can see these little dotted blue crystals considerably further from where you are now, kind of dotting down there, probably worth ridiculous amounts of money if someone managed to get down there and mine. Um, but it's incredibly dangerous with these heavy cloud layers and storms that sometimes appear, and it's just not safe at all. Not to mention the airships in this world are not 
stable at all. Airships in this world are prone to blowing up um, because of the fuel they use. Um, Potion I have same, on me? Let me put it this way. The fuel used to power airships is the same fuel used to spark gunpowder. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> super safe. It seems a little dumb. Well, it's all they have. It's it's the it's they're just the exploding across the sky. I mean, what is a car if not fueled by explosions? Exactly. Literally, yes. Um, but as you look down, it is this rocky pillar, uh, like plateaus and different ledges, like scraggly bits, kind of reaching out of it into the air. Um, yeah. But I reckon that the um, potion I have on me, considering what you've told me about it, um. The crystals that it that that it's made up of probably hail from over here. Probably. Um, are you guys gonna stay here the night? Is that was is that the plan for the zigzag thing to see if that would work? Yeah, we're trying to see if, if that would see if it really was following you, or if it's just like a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. once you guys turned, and Santiago, you're keeping an eye on it. Everyone's keeping an eye on it. Um, you can see that. It is going perfectly in a direction, in your guys' direction, as if it knows exactly where you are. Like, as you move, it doesn't, like, you don't move, and it updates to follow you. As you move, its own path changes. Following a waypoint, um, maybe we shouldn't stay near the edge in that case. Hmm, yeah, Yeah, maybe maybe not. Hmm. Stop standing so close to it. Lucas <laughs> is just not paying attention to that. <laughs> no, I mean, I stepped away from it. I know fucking how dangerous it is. Don't, I'm not that fucking stupid. By the way, Lucas Galileo has been um, quite quiet about this. Although occasionally, over the time, as you guys have mentioned and watched this, he has mentioned on many occasions how fire is bad for his skin pages. <laughs> I very much understand. The thing is, though, is that if you get in the hands of anyone else that's not willing to help you, bad thing, don't you think? I understand that perfectly fine. What I'm saying is keep away from whatever is causing that. You have that's any idea of anything that might oh, do that? Trust me, we're trying. It's not our fault that it's decided it's our biggest fan. I'm I mean, leaning over to Bader. Did he just say skin? Is that thing cast in like people? Skin? I, I think it means it's pages. That makes more sense. Galileo, <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned you could do something with that spell we've given you. What does that mean? I'm time, sure, but as of right now, it seems that my waned powers. Too weak to even cast this. Mm. Mm, indeed. What do you need, like, like somebody to cast it through? Like, I'm not entirely sure. As it is, what I need the most of is more power. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I need unlimited <laughs> power. Um, just imagine that scene with Palpatine, but on his face is a book. Instead of Palpatine's face. He's just um, a <laughs> so like, like, you're not sure if you need, like, a me- like a person medium to go through, or, like, a medium at all? 
I never have in the past. Perhaps that would help now, but I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how that would work. As it no, stands, what I need is to come back to my full strength, or at least even a portion, a fraction of my strength. You know, I'm more than willing to help you. Are you I'm sure that's sure. a good idea, though? <laughs> Who cares about the ideas? Point. I got a little bit silent. And after a few minutes, you do contemplation. So, I'll think on it, but as of right now, the answer is no! We'll see in due time. Um, just, you know, out of, out of, out of character, out of game. Um, you will eventually be able to cast that spell if you do manage to help him get some of his power back. As of right now, the spell is in his banks, but he can't cast it. Um, anyway, though, um, you guys continue for a few days more. Um, the zigzagging didn't help at all. And whatever this thing is, it seems to keep just following you, despite how crazy slow it is. Um, even moving at a normal pace, you seem to be pulling ahead of it if you have shorter nights and wake up a little earlier, you know? Yeah. Um, most of the traction it gains is during the night when you guys aren't moving at all. Um, Can I perform something one night? What? I wanted to perform Augury. Sure. Early in the morning. Preferably. What are, what are you... it specifies within the next hour, I think. Let me see. Within the next 30 minutes. Um... Specific course of plan of action. Yeah. What is your specific course of action? Um... Trying to... Probably... The plan of action is to stay out of... Will we be possible to... Will we be able to... Stay out of the way of whatever is following. Kind of that's a question. That's not how the spell works. But like, that's the plan of action is to stay away from it. Okay. The plan of action is just to keep ahead of it? Yeah, that's. I just phrased it as a question because that was the best way I had. Okay. Well, it's, it's not a question, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, so you lay down... An answer. What, what, are you using the ornate cards? Yeah, I'm using my cards. Okay, you laid them down. Uh, you you can see this as well, and you kind of recognize the answer. You, Lucas, you're much less experienced with the cards in general, what they mean, but you're you're experienced enough to understand what it's trying to tell you. And uh, the combination of cards they've laid out seems to be spelling out wheel, which means that continuing to stay ahead of it, will probably in the next 30 minutes specifically, have good consequences or potentially... Well, actually... Uh, never mind. There, there, there is nothing. You don't get wheel yeah, or... Yeah, it's, so, wait, it doesn't give me real or woe? No, it gives you nothing. Which one's it, so it's just like, Nothing means that there just aren't any results that are especially good or bad. I will scruffily pick up my cards that morning. Okay. Um, as, like, the whole time we've been going, aside from talking about strategy and telling him not to do things that are dumb. I've Cynthia was kind of been like, 
avoiding eye contact with Lucas. <laughs> Have you been doing that the entire time? Yeah. Since when? All I'm gonna say is that, because Justin says a couple days have like passed every time, so like one of those days, I'm just gonna go. You realize I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I might be good at street smarts, but I'm definitely good at re figuring out when somebody's refusing eye contact with me, Santiago. We have much to discuss. Hmm? Oh, I'd rather we had nothing to discuss. Well, I think getting slightly tangled up in whatever nonsense has happened, knowing at least who I'm traveling with or what they want might be a little beneficial to the rest of us to try to maybe prevent, you know, same trouble happening again. Chelsea? Well... I'm not going to, like, belittle or judge you or anything. Believe me, I hear that enough from Father. But I, I would say that having some idea would be better than none whatsoever. Really, I haven't questioned it, because in all honesty, I didn't expect to be up here. But it's... here we are now. I, I, I'm not gonna tell you the details, a lot of the details, I don't even know, but I was involved in some organized crime back in that city, and I managed to get away from it, and I probably shouldn't have gone back, but it's, it's already done and gone. Makes you feel any better. I mean, he did get eaten by a Remoraz. Yeah, I wish I'd seen it. It was not pretty. No, I don't imagine it was. But, like, what I don't know if that thing was out here last time I was here. I would have used it a bit more. To be honest with you. But what really struck me the most in what he said was kind of more of a guardian angel. I mean, I know this is place is called the Abbey of Angels by what Galileo has said and believing it's true it is <laughs> nobody asked you you are questioning my intelligence and knowledge of the area don't all i said was i don't know if that's true or not galileo you're not part of this conversation if i say it you know it is true don't give you to someone else <laughs> No response. <laughs> Anyways. Guardian angel of sorts? I, I don't know. My best guess is uh, someone wants to kill me personally. Or uh, he's so hell-bent on taking me in that he thinks there's some supernatural force defending me, which uh, there isn't. I can tell you that for damn sure. And no one looking out for me. Not anymore. Not anymore? There's only one other person who cared about me in my life. Hmm. That's the person who raised me. Mother, father. Surrogate, mother, father. Uh, adopted. I shouldn't have. I said too much. We need to get going. 
well, I just figured walking and talking was the best option, you know? <clears throat> because, you know, like I said, having an idea of what everybody in this group wants is the best course of action. Sorry, I, 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 I hate I hate playing as other people's characters, but I know exactly what Aaron is here. I also have a surrogate mom. <laughs> it's a snake. My mom's a snake. Oh, from your legs. Um, that's nice. One time you showed me. What'd you say, Lucas? Uh, okay. I said I could tell from the one time you showed me. Yeah, she's great. Lovely snake. I don't know what's the. How do you. How do you what do you call that? Lovely what? mother? Lovely woman? Uh. The woman, ain't she? I yeah, don't be rude about it. Wait, are we yeah. talking about the snake? Yes, we're talking about the mother. <laughs> Sorry, I spaced out for one yeah. second there. Sorry, the Attica, I spaced out for one second, so I was so confused. <laughs> Kit, Kit said that they have a surrogate mother and she's a snake, and Lucas was like, well, what do you call that? Like, a good woman? Good mother? Like, you know, a nice, uh, nice lady? Uh, like, what do I call that? That's fucked up. In-law? Uh, no, auntie? Is that Galileo saying up top? What? <laughs> I first... When you started saying that's up dog, I thought you were saying it as Galileo. I didn't say that's up dog, and I did not say it as Galileo. No. That what did really you say though. then? Um, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about uh, during your trip, because you managed to get ahead of whatever is causing this trip. Um, is there anything you guys want to like talk about before? I do tell them you... about like that augury spell that I did, and how it, it basically there wasn't a good or bad reaction to it. it was mostly just neutral but it was basically saying the best to stay ahead of it i mean you didn't have to use algae to figure that one out i just decided to try to get a little more insight on the matter and i'd rather not die at least not before I get to do what I need to do. We can always listen to our gut for that as we keep ahead. Whatever that thing is, I think the last thing we want to do is run into it. Uh, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys continue on for a couple more days. In all, you traveled five more days at the beginning of the session. So go ahead and take that out of the rations. How many rations is that, though? Um, that's three a day. There's one, two, three, four, five, five of you. Fifteen a day. Um, so what? It's like fifteen times five, twenty-five, two, five, one, seven, seventy-five. 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 Leaves us at forty-eight. Okay. Um, on your last day, as you guys are kind of getting to a warmer area, the smoke still behind you falls away day after day. After day kind of as this heavy, stressful presence on the back of your mind. You guys are finally approaching, and you're finally kind of clearing the snow and wilderness, and you're coming into the more green area. Uh, the grass oh, is coming alive, the trees around you are becoming a little less oppressively tall, and a little less covered in snow. And slowly coming around the mountain... Look at the greenery again? 
Mm-hmm. It's nice to look at the greenery again. Yes, so much so. But as you guys are traveling, uh, you're slowly turning around basically the corner of this mountain, one of the um, park spires. And you kind of turn, expecting to see Spire Hell in the distance, kind of nestled in between the mountains, as some of you already know. Yui, you were especially familiar with this place, having lived here for a lot of the time. However, not everything is great. Um, it's not necessarily bad either, but something is definitely happening in Spire Hell. Above it, high in the sky, you can see these enormous, dark, swirling thunderclouds moving and dancing above the city and the outer city as well. These enormous swirling shapes and clouds flickering about, flashes of lightning streaking through the sky. Uh, no rain, however. Um, no heavy winds, nothing like that. Nothing that would indicate a normal storm. Even the pressure around you isn't indicative of a rainstorm or a thunderstorm. But above you, high in the sky, you can see swirling dark clouds. And as you look a little closer, they almost seem to be swirling above one specific point outside of the city of Spirehound. Almost like a tiny tornado is trying to fall failing. Something's wrong. Oh shit. Yeah, looks like it. Would it be anything uh, magical? Is it it's just over the city? It's not like a storm moving in any direction. No, no, no. It is like perfectly centered. None of the clouds are moving outside. They're all swirling in this giant spiral of storm clouds. Um that Could spiral I... is centered and focused especially on one point. Can I roll an arcana check? See if it's ridiculously obviously, but still something magical. Sure. Nineteen plus six yet again. This is pretty fucking magic, yeah. Yeah, like any specific <laughs> spell at all? Um, control weather maybe, but that's a huge. That, that is a very very high level spell, and it's unlikely bad. Uh, there isn't. In recent times, there haven't been any records of wizards or mages powerful enough to cast. I think control weather is like what level? Hold on, let me check actually real quick. That I'm pretty sure it's like an eighth or ninth level spell. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Cause Storm Spear is Control like Weather is eighth level spell. And in recent recorded history there have been no wizards or mages or anything powerful enough to cast an eighth level That is super high up. Fucking high up. So if it is yeah. that, there is someone ridiculously powerful in the city currently. I just relayed all that information. And even control weather isn't quite as precise as what you're seeing. Control weather can create thunderstorms or rainstorms or move clouds and stuff, but this is like this enormous swirling. Can sorcerers are in this spell? Maybe. Because you can control. Yeah, sorcerers, uh, specifically divine soul sorcerers can, but no other sorcerers can. Yeah, but I figured with metamagic you could. Divine soul sorcerers can. No time like the present if we're gonna go all die in a thunderstorm, I'd rather that than whatever's behind us. Well, either way, we have to still get into the city, so let's go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lucas is uh, very hesitant. <laughs> like, you guys travel for about another day-ish from the mountain to where you need to go. 
And if you look at the recent map I've sent in the world map chat. Guys, yeah, the one you sent us. Okay. Um, you guys. So look at the very bottom left of that map, right next to the river. You'll mm -hmm. see this little like, wooden fort encampment with a little camp out there. Yeah. That's kind of like a guard barracks. It's where new guards and militiamen and all sorts go and train to work as guards for Spirehelt. This area out here is the outer city of Spirehelt. Spirehelt technically is two separate cities connected. Um, it is the outer city and the inner city. The inner city is a much more developed area, I guess you could say. Uh, there's a lot more interesting machines, a lot more interesting magics there, and it's nestled very safely in the walls and the crevice of the mountains. The outer city is a lot simpler. You'll find a lot more markets, stalls, um, kind of, what's it, what's it called? Like physical workers, lots of homes here as well, lots of normal people. So the outer city is probably where you lived, anyway. Yeah. More so. Yeah. Well, you've really been in the inner city. Yeah, with you describing it, I'd say that she's from the that she's lived in the outer city, but she's probably climbed into the inner city a few times. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it isn't necessarily exclusive, I guess you could say. There isn't like there are some like you know you need to like show documentation, you need to prove your apartment fire hell to go in there, but in general, it's not super exclusive. However, typically the people who live outside the city aren't going to be going in very much, uh, partly because they don't want to, partly because. It's kind of like a social taboo or social kind of thing to go in between super frequently, especially if you're from the lower to go in the outer. From Malik's letter, would I assume, would I know if he's in the outer city or the inner city? Um, Just you kind would of have no idea. upon Balix's personality. Based on Balix, either he's smart enough to know that Lucas would have trouble getting into the inner city, or he would be dumb enough to not know Lucas would be able to get into the inner city. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as it stands, though, you guys are approaching. The reason I described the bottom left is because that's where you're kind of approaching from. So you guys came from the mountains up in the top left, and you've been following the river yeah, down. Around. You could cross the river, but it's quite strong, and it's quite deep, and it's quite wide. Um, probably wouldn't have a great time with it. I mean, Aaron would be fine, but the rest of you would be having a considerably more difficulty. Um, but as you approach, you kind of go around like, the back side of this large wooden fort. Um, typically, there are a lot of guards and militiamen and trainees around here gathered, and it seems that there are, but they all seem very distracted. So you can see a couple like guards up in the posts, towers, right? But they're all looking at this huge swirling cloud formation. It's currently blotting out the sun. The entire of the outer the outer spiral herald, excuse me, the outer spiral herald and the inner spiral herald are covered in this great dark shadow cast by these swirling clouds, and everyone seems mesmerized by it. Um, heading out and around. What's up? Does this does this feel like a Balix moment to me? Balix. Does this feel like some Balix shenanigans going on? Causes right now? trouble, and Balix isn't very good at but hiding it. This trouble. level of trouble, though. This is a pretty high octane level of trouble. If Balix has caused it, it's um okay. So you're all approaching. Um, are you talking about anything as you're approaching? Uh, no, I'm mostly just kind of in my head going, oh, is this some Balix shenanigans? Like, 
<laughs> Lucas is just going, hmm. Lucas has definitely been doing this for a while. Um, it seems to you guys, as far as you can tell, this enormous swirling storm, the um, focal point where the swirling becomes smaller, almost like a tornado trying to form, like I said, seems to be right above the center of the outer spire held city. If you look at the map, there's that this little market plaza. No, not that little walled area right outside of it. There's this little um, market plaza. The big red building? Yeah, the big red building surrounded by stalls and stuff. It seems to be right over that. Hmm. What are you guys doing? That's the plan. I mean, we have no choice but to go in, really. Yeah, we're going to go into the city. Okay. Um, you all head in. You you know your way around this place at the back of your side. You have mm-hmm. been around every corner and every alleyway behind every house. Um, where on the map would you say you're kind of like previous, I guess you could say, base of operations for the Like, where, where would you have worked or lived at? Maybe where? maybe you don't do it anymore, but where was it? Hmm. I would probably say... Oh, wow, this is tricky. But I'd say probably where the stalls are, just to the north of where that building is. Where those set of four blue buildings are. There's a uh, lot of buildings. I know. I'm, that's why I'm going to screen share to give an to give an idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you see my? Probably around. This would be where I would normally do business. Okay. That makes sense. Sounds good. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Then. Um. <laughs> Wondering, Dusty's just wondering. Yeah. Um, as it stands, though, what Maya? No. Gonna tease and go, why, Justin? I was gonna say, why is it interesting, Justin? Um, as it stands, though, uh, the swirling storm after Scream Scare is about right here, right in the center Mm. of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, there's this little gated area here, this wooden area, which is for like higher officials. And this gate right here connects more towards the main inner city. Um, you could always go around, but it's a little more of a hassle. Really. Um, there are small checkpoints you'll see around here and here and stuff. Um, they're just... Spiderheld has some policies based on certain things. I'm not going to get into it. It's a politics thing. <laughs> Um, but as it stands at the moment, um, these little stalls are a little distracted, the enormous swirling clouds. And the only one you really have to go through here is this one. Uh, Yui, you know, however, there's a very famous couple of inns. Uh, this one here, Yui, mm-hmm. is a famous one, you know, right outside of town. It's where a lot of travelers, a lot of visitors kind of stay. Um, this huge orange building in the middle is an enormous, expensive, fantastic inn. It's a little expensive, but lots of famous performers will go here. Lots of famous people will go here. It's kind of like the heart of the city, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are just two major things I wanted to talk about. What about that building um, up in the top left? Um, that is not an inn. It looks like this one. Top Sorry, right, lack of assets. Top right. That is also not an inn. Wonder. 
That's an expensive house. Um, but you guys are heading in this way. Yeah. Hmm. How? What's your path here? Where are you going? I mean, the main. If you can look at the map, you can tell the main way to get into the city is through these two gates here. Since the other way just goes in a circle, you could go through the buildings, but get a little in trouble. Everyone's a little distracted. So what's the plan? What are you guys doing? Center is my plan. Yeah. You y'all want to get struck by like how much metal this guy's gonna? Pointing at Bader. <laughs> I mean, there's no other place to go if we want to figure out what's going on. This is Balix's elaborate way of telling you where he is. It's like I'll summon the fucking wrath of the heavens. But are you guys? I'm going towards the center. So. Yeah, but um, while you guys are walking, do you want to talk about what's currently going on? Do you want to look around the city? Describe what you're doing. Lucas is very quiet. And he's very... <laughs> apprehensive. <sighs> but otherwise, he's he's just being quiet and he's thinking about the storm itself and, like, what it could be and what that possibly is. <sighs> You know, the last time I was expecting myself to return home, I was thinking that I'd be able to live somewhere a bit more hospitable. Well, you live here? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was born down here. Would have known. Really? Hmm. <laughs> figured you were probably from somewhere a little bit like, you know. Where is it? Um... You definitely feel like a like Lerizidum kind of person. Like, not that that means anything. It's just typically like you know the way you're dressed and everything. It's just quite nicer. Well, I'll consider that a compliment then. But no, born and raised on the streets of this place. Never a dull moment a little, every day. I'll say that. Sound a little upset at that one. Hmm. Well, I've never been here. Long story short, lived my whole life on Ethereum, if you want the honest truth, so. Hmm. Nice to be out to actually see something. Indeed. Hmm. Perhaps As I should. You... Sorry, Sorry. Perhaps I should pay a friend a visit, if we have the time. I don't see why not. Hey, <laughs> don't you to find here? All right. All jism. Wait, is that his name? You, you mentioned somebody, but you never mentioned it. Is that the name? I believe it is. <laughs> was, was it just jism? Oh my goodness. Why? <sighs> you might know something about this head. We found in the forest. So, um, Yui, you would probably know about Chism. Um, can you can you roll me a 
guess history check or history. Gotta roll the jism check. Roll yes, let's check see if jism. I know about this mysterious this man who who. You can roll with advantage because you live in the city. Okay, that means that I can roll twice and take the highest one. Yep. What did Sean say when I walked past his room? Just what? Nothing. Don't worry about it, Why? Don't worry about like it. You said check for, for jism? We need to check for jism regarding a head we found in a bush. Got a head in a bush? Yeah, a robot head. Jism, jism is very oh. experienced with head. A robot... Stop. A robot head? Like a... The, the one I've had since okay. like the beginning of the campaign. Oh, I thought you found it in a bush. I thought you found a new one. Okay, no. Highest roll was a nineteen plus three. You said history, right? Yes. Okay, twenty-two. Um. Okay. So, Jism, Yui, you know, is actually a very important person, like a very important person. Um, yes, Spirehells is headed by a council of sorts. The entire city is overrun by a sort of voted-in democratic council. council um, currently, the leaders of the council, there are one, two, three, four, five, six different people. There are four men, uh, two women. And Jism is the gnome in that group. He is also the head of the Scholar and Research Guild, so he's a very learned man. Um, he's known to be very, very, very intelligent, a little bit eccentric, but if you ever need a researcher, a scholar, anything like that, he's kind of the person to go to to know nothing anything, or his guild in general. He is the head, he runs everything, he oversees all operations, he works, he even fucking does the economics of it and everything. Um, however, he is known as a bit of an inizer, both a womanizer, a mananizer, a plantanizer, <laughs> anythinganizer. Is it possible um, I may or may not have scammed him in the past at one point? You roll me, roll me a, Actually, I got a, I got a little coin here. Someone's giving me. I got a little coin. Ooh, look at that. Oh yeah, because I gave Justin his coin. Ooh. Got a little coin here. Ooh, Justin showed off. That. A little coin. Thank you for my coin. It's a little rose. It, a it little might be a little difficult to see. <laughs> yes. It's real nice. I want to really get too. my others, and I'm going to send Colders eventually, but I have some more things I want to add in Cole's package before it goes. Oh, you're going to need my address then, Sammy. Yeah, we can talk about it later. Okay. But I'm going to use this, okay? We get on the rose, you've scammed him, or you've, you know, interacted with Surgism. And I won, you have not. Okay. okay? I plan it is a rose. Why did Jism come up in conversation? It is a rose. You have met him before. Ooh. <laughs> so before you talk to him, go ahead and think in your head how you've interacted with this man, okay? Mm -hmm. He is a little eccentric researcher, scholar, no. He's very smart, a little weird. And think Lucas, but way smarter. He will try and romance anything that moves. Or anything that doesn't. <laughs> so a little less like Is that how we got his name? Jism, Jism, Jism. His parents were fortune tellers. <laughs> what, you don't like Jism the gnome? 
Why did you know, which Justin? If, if Wait, I named is, an NPC in, in my game, and his name was Come. His <laughs> name isn't Come. His, his name is not. Jism, it's the same fucking thing. It's not. It's not. Jism means fucking male ejaculate. That's what it means. No. Yes, it, it does. He gnomes, he oh, yes. Is okay, I think I might have something. Okay. Jism, jism, jism. Oh! Oh! Oh, a fucking gnome. Huh? Um, um what did he do? Uh, I, I, I crossed paths with Jism before. I was... I was, con- I was doing... Some research, right. some business, and we happen to be talking of this, and we happen to have been in the same room together discussing his. I'm, I rate exactly what what you said that he was a specialist in, and um, let's just say that the topic got a little bit. Uh, he doesn't know how to keep his really, hands to himself. Stop this conversation because I really don't want to hear the rest of it. Okay. Okay, sounds oh. good. Oh god. I, I would just That's his, what he is. It's not adding his real name, is it? <laughs> it's not. Jism is not his real name. Uh, yeah, but I he uh, called uh, himself that. Let's just say that it is a name that he has procured because he certainly lives by that reputation. Oh great. Bator, I would advise if you go to meet him to make sure that you bring a companion with you. Just to okay. be on the safe side. It, he, okay. he, he doesn't like he doesn't he doesn't do anything like he doesn't look fucking he isn't he isn't fucking like that extreme. He he's 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 a womanizer, manizer. He you will he will flirt all day long. He will okay, fucking okay. Yeah, he's not gonna okay. do anything like yeah. Okay. He's, he's the head okay. of a guild. He'd be fucking like okay, so excommunicated. Uh, you sure about that? Considering what we had been dealing with the past four years. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll reach. I'll no, turn no, it no, back nothing he bit. does is physical unless. No, this is really funny. Keep it up. Flirting works. Did you? Did you advance? This relationship? Oh god, was- no. No, no, no. Jism is very good with his words, but I can quite honestly say that I'm better at it, usually. Damn. <laughs> I, I don't imagine it's hard to be better than the man whose name has come. Jism <laughs> is actually the no word for brave, so you're being really xenophobic right now. Oh. <laughs> It's the no it's not, for, it's not. for what? <laughs> brave. Continue! Santiago is back. So as you guys are walking through the streets, um, there are loads okay, so and loads. This is very much farther ahead because he was done with this conversation. <laughs> there are loads and loads of different citizens all kind of like pouring out of their houses, pointing up in the sky, whispering to each other. Um, the atmosphere of Spire Hell is very much in a, in a state of confusion and stress like right before right before a pot boils the steam's coming off the bowls aren't coming quite yet but it's right there something's about to happen no one knows what it is there's this huge atmosphere of anxiety or anticipation i guess is the word 
Um, do you want to talk to anyone, or are you just going to make your way to the center of town? Uh, Lucas um, is going towards the center, so... I try to listen in on various conversations, trying to figure out, like, how long this has been happening, what people are thinking about it. I'm just going to go right up and ask. Oh, I completely forgot <laughs> to mention as well. Right before this happens, um, all of you did notice a little while ago, you've entered the town now. The pillar of smoke that you guys saw before, mm-hmm. you've left it behind. Mm. You're pretty sure it was still following you out of the Azerfell Forest, but you got really distracted with the clouds, and by the time you just remember and you're looking back, you don't see it. Hmm. Um, so you, you're going up straight up and asking, Santiago, you're listening around. Maya, can you roll me a perception check? Yui, who do you go up to? What do you say? Just a regular feller on the... St- Actually, wait, we're still near the guards tower, so maybe I'll just ask one of the guards. Uh, no, you're you're in the city now. You're really oh, in the city. You're around. You're um a little bit past the first inn that I mentioned. All right. Um, a little bit past the first inn. Probably just ask someone who's probably watching the sky for that's nearby the inn. Okay. Um, you pick out some random fellow who's like a middle-aged man. He's balding a little bit. And he's got like some like pretty trap, but comfortable clothes. You'd assume. Itchy, but, you know, loose and not fit, you know. Um, you want to go up to him, what, what do you say? Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah, 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 hello? Forgive me for intruding. Oh, it's perfectly fine. Myself and my friends have just happened to come into the city, and we couldn't help but notice it's a little bit cloudy here. <laughs> yeah, you don't say. You're, you're a funny one, I must say, but, um, yeah, a bit cloudy lately, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, real overcast. <laughs> nah, it's uh, funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I used to live around these parts. I've never seen it so dreary around this time of season. When did yeah. this happen? Well, no one's really sure, to be certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guards claim that it started a couple hours ago only. But, um, hmm. yeah, well, a few, few more than that. I say a couple hours. Uh, most people only come out of their houses a couple hours ago. I only just now noticed it happened. But uh, some guards say that it started kind of like, ooh. Ooh. As in, like, it expanded. Yeah, sorry. I see, I see. Yeah. So, this is recent then. Very recent. Yeah, pretty recent, I'd say, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. Um,. Is there no problem. in that general vicinity that you, or perhaps, a newcomer? What do you mean? Hmm. Have you seen anyone strange come in lately? Besides me, of course. They point to Santiago. Yes! Oh, <laughs> they fucking... Uh, have I ever seen anyone strange coming in recently? Are you joking around here? You say you used to live this place. Heck, damn Janasi coming in here? Fucking messing around with our government, fucking all these travelers coming in and out of Spire Hill, that old tensions between Azerfeld and the Mistran. You can ask me if anyone's straight. Only strange people have been coming in here recently. Okay. My apologies for the, um... My apologies for the, uh... Dumb question. Obvious, sir. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's just, I apologize for my behavior. Just, uh... A little pinta, a little stress, huh. you know? I understand. I imagine things have been very difficult. Thank yeah. you for your time. No, no, no problem. And he kind of like keeps looking out of the sky and he like kind of like just someone next to him and they're like talking a little bit. Uh, Santiago, what did you roll? 
25. Jesus Christ. You're so perceptive. What is your wisdom score? Um, it's it's not that it's fine, but uh, I, I managed to roll a 19. Oh, oh my god, Maya. We're so proud of you. Yeah. It's just so unlike usual. I know. Um, so you're listening around a little bit, Santiago. You're keeping an ear out for everything. Um, excuse me. One thing you notice is that all of the reports, people kind of whispering, mumbling to each other, everyone seems to be talking about like a different time to start. Some people say it started a couple hours ago. Some people are saying it started a whole day in advance. Some people are saying that it only just now started. It's, there's a really kind of loose... No one's really sure who's right here. And you also notice that throughout the town, it's all t- town criers that are like going like, oh, this started because we've offended the gods. And someone's like saying, this has been a long time coming. And uh, 10 minutes ago, the clouds broke or something like that. And then someone else is saying, like, we should band together. And this <laughs> a whole day ago, this started. So there's just like them damn Genasi, you know, they're not sending their best. <laughs> chemicals in the air. Everyone everyone seems to be really confused. You don't think it's anything supernatural? You think it's just like a general, everyone's telling each other different information and no one's really able to get straight answers. So you've got a bunch of people here listening to one person and other people. Yeah, it's just a real mess. It's like 9 a.m., right? It's early, yeah. It's a little, it's like 10. Um, You don't hear anything else super, oh, you do hear, listening out as well, Apparently, the main council have gathered in the town square uh, where this thing is above, and apparently they're talking through it. But there hasn't really been much more information besides that. Mm. Um, anything else you guys are gonna do as you're traveling? You're almost there. I mean, I was going towards the town center. Yes. Constant pace, like I was. Yeah, yeah Lucas is a little ahead, but Bader's with him as well. I imagine I could catch up to you as well. Um, Yui and Mai, you're a little bit behind, pretty pretty near each other, while Lucas and Bader and Kit Kat are a little ahead. Um, that being said, Lucas and Bader, you two come into the town square first. You pass through the two, like, checkpoints. None of the guards really care. They're all very distracted. Everyone on the streets very distracted. And you come into the main kind of market town square. There's loads of different stalls here. Um, you can smell food, the scent of food drifting to the air. You can see loads of stalls with apples or fruits. Uh, loads of stalls with armor and weapons, just pretty much everything you could ask for. Lots of stalls, lots of stalls with like crops, seeds, wheat, corn, all sorts of stuff around here. Um, normally, it'd be a great place to go if you needed something, either as an adventurer or just someone who's living here. Currently, though, it's not really. Um, there is basically a line of guards, of uh, Spirehouse guards, keeping out, I, I guess you could say, the common folk. <laughs> from kind of entering the main square area. And um, because of this, there are only six people in the main square. Um, people are gathered around the edge of the stalls where the buildings are. So there's loads, this huge crowd of people. Um, most of the city or the outer cities kind of gather around here. Um, because of these huge, confused crowds, everyone's asking questions and yelling what's going on and trying to get some kind of answer from the main council who you assume are actually in the main square, if that makes sense. 
Um, you can't really see them currently because there's this huge crowd in front of you, but if you push way to the front, you'll probably be able to. Can I push my way through the front because these guards are not going to stop me with a spell called Misty Step, so... Stop you once you teleport. Are you gonna try and teleport past the guards? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's up, what's going on first. I'm gonna see what's up. What's up, Doc? Like, <laughs> okay. Um. So you start pushing way through the crowd. Uh, you can roll me a strength check. Um, athletics, I guess. Sure, athletics check. Uh, Bader, what are you doing? Because you're right next to Lucas. I'm gonna follow them. You're going through as well. Yep. Uh, you can also roll me a strength check with athletics. Athletics. Um, you mean something other? Oh, fifteen. Oh, you managed to push your way through. People aren't, you know, pushing you back too hard. There are a couple people who you kind of piss off. A couple people who get a little annoyed by it. But you managed to kind of make your way through without too much difficulty. Um, well, while Sean is rolling, Maya and Yui, what are you two doing? You're following right behind, and you're a little bit further behind, and you kind of see this as Lucas is pushing his way into the crowd and Vader's behind him. What are you 19. doing? 19. Oh, damn. Vader, you're fucking charging on ahead. You're like, uh, you're walking right by everyone. Yeah, everyone's kind of making room for you. Everyone's kind of making paths. You're making your way pretty decently fast through. Uh, you kind of help Lucas as well, too. You kind of work yeah. together. <laughs> Uh, Santiago and Yui, what are you two doing? Um, can I see, like, over everyone's heads what's going on in that? You um, are really tall, yes. Yeah. Um, they're a little hard to see, especially the stalls in the way. But you do see what seem to be six different people past kind of the main crowd, past this line of guards. You can also see Lucas as a Vader kind of pushing their way through as well. And you see six different people. I can describe them in more detail if you want me to, but... Um, you can see a human, a dwarf, a half-elf, you think, a gnome, a halfling as well, and a white dragonborn. Um, and they all seem to be talking, they're all kind of like, not huddled together, but they're all quite close. They all seem to be talking quite, not angrily, but quite anxiously together. Mm. Like, they're all kind of like, they're like, one of them like grabs either by the shoulder and like pointing in the sky and you can't hear them. You can obviously see they're like shouting something and they just seem to be in this kind of like general sense of discontent. Do they Basically, look- The gnome like, that you can see has like climbed on top of one of the stalls and he's got this huge pair of like binoculars that he's like looking up into the sky with. Um, yeah. These are scampered up a bit. How are they like dressed? Do they look like- in- Adventures, they're very varied. Um, the yeah. human, I'll, I'll describe it in detail as much as you ask, basically. Yeah. Um, the human is very old. You can tell that immediately. He's got very gray hair. Looks um, very wrinkled. Very not not chiseled. He obviously had a active youth, but you can tell just by looking at him that his old age has caught up more than a little bit. And he hasn't done anything in his old age. His body, you can tell, it's just, it's falling apart, basically. Um, he's also wearing what looks to be very, very old-fashioned armor that looks like it hasn't seen any use in a very long time. Um, the dwarf is wearing, like, a really, really simple blacksmith gown. It's covered in dirt, covered in grease. He's wearing, like, some kind of, like, like really simple craftsman's clothes. It, he looks like just a normal fucking dude. Uh, but he's got a very, very bright, fiery ginger hair that accompanies his bright, fiery ginger beard, as if there's like a whole fire on his face. 
Um, it's very bright, very noticeable. Um, but he pulls it off, you know. Um, mm. He's wearing very, you know, very common people clothes. Um, the half elf is wearing a very interesting costume. I say costume. Um, he's got a very heavy top, as in like he's got very like padded shoulders, um, and a very like very formal, very strict looking top half. But his bottom is like this really long, flowing ro- like strips of rope. Not a rope itself, but like strips of rope. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He looks a little top heavy, Could which you is kind of a magic user. Funny look in a little way. But um, the most notable thing about him is that he has jet black hair that kind of swirls around his head in this strange, almost wave-like pattern. And at the very end of his jet black hair are these little, like, snowy, frosted bits. Um, The gnome (laughs) is covered in papers and books and, like, little tiny machines. And because he's so fucking tiny, those books are fucking gigantic on him. So he's got like this, he's got like a cape basically made of books. And okay. it is a look. <laughs> um, um, the halfling woman, um, she reminds you a lot of the dwarf who she's kind of next to talking to. You can tell that they obviously know each other, they're a little more familiar than the rest of them. Um, she's also wearing very were her clothes. She's wearing very basic stuff. She has like a, um, she's got like a hammer on her like side and she's in the middle of working on something. She was suddenly pulled out here. She looks wildly annoyed and wildly like, which is weird, but she wants to get back to what she was doing. Um, and finally, the white dragon lord, who's arguably the most striking out of all of these people, um, is wearing this beautiful, shining, worn, but taken care of plate armor. Um, she is decked out in like armor and jewelry and like a mixture of the two like she's going for both beauty and defense because she looks like you could take her to the ball or take her into a war um but she has a very stern serious look on her face and she seems to be um talking to the gnome who's looking at the binoculars um that was a very long description sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay uh well santiago's looking what is yui doing I'm going to try and sneak through the sneak over and see if I can get a closer look at what they're talking talking about. Yeah, I was thinking about using Misty Step, but I'm like, that's very obvious. Um, I think so we know who these people are. Lucas, you're pushing through the crowd. Santiago is trying to look over the crowd to see them. Vader's also pushing through the crowd. Yui, what are you doing? I said I'm going to. I want to sneak over there and see if I can get a closer look and hear what they're talking about. See, so currently there is basically two walls between you and them. Three walls, technically. There is oh. the wall. There's this huge crowd of people, then a line of guards, then a line of stalls. Ah. And it'd be kind of hard to get super close to them. Um, you could potentially make your way on top of the rooftops, on top of the stalls, but you'll be. It's a little hard to hide there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, as you're thinking about this, you suddenly feel a hand on your shoulder, and someone pulls you back from what you're doing, and you can see a blonde man with these dark circles under his eyes, and this very, very wide smile from, like, ear to ear go, and he looks back at the crowd. Um, Lucas... And Vader, what are you two doing? You've basically managed to push your way to the front. Uh, I'm kind of like walking around the front to kind of see where the best vantage angle is. 
Unfortunately, yeah. you can't really get a good look. Um, kind of making your way through the crowd, the two of you working together, you basically see the same scene I described for Maya. Yeah, but I'm um, saying, like, the best vantage angle is in, like, if I were to misty step in the least noticeable spot. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, misty step isn't a very stealthy thing. It doesn't make a lot of noise, but you basically explode in a poof of mist. Yeah, and you're briefly surrounded by silvery mist. Yeah. It's not crazy stealthy. You could definitely try, but but there's basically well, a line like of guards point to perform directly the in front of you. And maybe hide behind a stall. It's now, what I'm saying, feet, so. What I'm saying is that there's a line of guards basically directly in front of you. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to like find the best point where I don't think they'll see me, and another like, no, the point that they won't okay. see me to cast the spell and to possibly find a stall to hide behind that I can tell. Okay, sure. They aren't like a continuous line. There's like three or four in groups keeping people from going past. You could maybe find an area you think could work. Only a really hard. <laughs> Perception check just to notice somewhere. Oh, you. A baiter, what are you doing while Lucas is trying to sneak into this area? 21. Um, I was actually planning on trying to help hide the (laughs) fact that they're gonna teleport. You can help with this. You can help with this stealth check. I'm literally like halfway in movement. I'm like. Okay, 21. Nods back. If you find a place that you think if you teleport right there, you might be able to get behind, like, the, um, like, kind of blanketing, like, blanket of, like, a stall. Um, Bader, you're gonna try and help with it? Yeah! Okay. Yeah, like, literally halfway through movement, like, Lucas hears Bader go, are you gonna teleport? And Lucas is literally just with a big smile on his face, just going... (laughs) Okay, Bader, how are you gonna help with this? I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna try and just cover... Just like stand in between Lucas and the guard's light of sight. This is also gonna bend down to do this to match Vader's height. <laughs> you're gonna like cover Lucas in your jacket or something. Okay, sure. <laughs> Lucas, roll me a stealth check. Ooh, that I'm good at that. With advantage, because Vader's helping. Yes, sir. Okay, I just like to think that you just shuffled in front of the guard who's. Most likely to see Unnatural Lucas, 20, like because I rolled both seventeens on both dice. Staring directly into just the staring body. directly into space, like unnatural twenty. I rolled a seventeen on both dice. Okay, yeah, Bader, you cover him up as best you can, keeping like from the guards like, in front of him. Lucas, you're just able to like barely get past the like, look past his like shoulder, his coat, to, like see what you can, and with a wave of the hand, mutter of the words, disappear in a silvery mist, reappearing. Pretty much we're exactly where you wanted to be. Um, immediately ducking down behind the stone or to not catch anyone's attention. Um, as far as you can tell, no one saw you. As far as you can tell. Can I uh, double check that? You are now much closer. There's still like another stall in the way, but you can basically, you are basically right next to the um, six council members. And you can pretty much hear Um... <laughs> Santiago and you, what are you doing? Santiago, you're seeing this. Um, you've just noticed that this guy. Someone, yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh, looking closer, um, he looks at you as well. This is Balix. Oh no. He's got. <laughs> oh no. Missing the 
one person who's missing the one person he's trying to find who's off doing their own little thing. Oh, what are you two doing? He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he like glances at you, Santiago, but he's how, like super intensely focused on what's happening. In how similar do Baelix and I look, other than being blonde? Um, Baelix, Baelix, yes, he does. Baelix looks like if Lucas was really old and had a really hard life. <laughs> and did coke. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got like slightly sunken in cheeks that's accentuated by admittedly strong cheekbones, but de-accentuated by his sunken cheeks. Um, he's got these terrifyingly dark circles under his eyes. Like, to the point where you're like, do you need to go to the hospital? Are you okay, man? <laughs> um, his hair is this scraggly mess that looks clean enough somehow, but also looks like he hasn't showered in a week. Like, it's not greasy or oily, and it's not dirty, but it looks like he has taken a bomb to it. His whole body is this lanky, kind of awkward, he holds himself weirdly as he moves. Like, you've seen this before, Santiago. That when he yeah. walks, he looks like he's a puppet controlled by someone else. It's really disconcerting. Um, but he's this weird, lanky man, and you've never seen him before in your life, Kiwi. This guy is fucking terrifying. He's fucking weird as shit. The reason I um, ask is because I'm going to put two and two together and assume that this is... That's true. Uh, but despite his very off-putting appearance, his clothes, on the other hand, are incredibly nice. You feel it, Yui? You feel like his like like the top part of his like um he's got like a bit of like a shawl on. It's like this green velvety shawl that it brushes you and you're like <gasps> it feels fucking like this dude must be so comfy. Like you look at his shoes and look they look the nicest fucking leather ever. Like this dude must be so fucking comfy. But he put um, his hand on my goddamn shoulder. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because it's bony and horrible. Uh, <laughs> hello. Shh. We get to watch the show. He's just like, look. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Can you just take your hand? Off my shoulder, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Santiago, you are right here as well, by the way. Uh, is there a. Is this your handiwork? I hear Mr. Balix. You, you, you notice that? Tribute onto me, the work of a god. No, 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 no. I didn't do any of this, but luckily for us, we get to watch the light show. It's a rare occurrence, you know. I've seen it before, but you haven't. And you would love to see it. Trust me, I know. And he taps the jewel in his eye. Well, it looks I, like... Uh, uh, wait, you know this guy? Santiago? It's Lucas's uncle. He hired me to do various things anyway. Oh. Um, why? Dude, you two did fantastically, by the way. He suddenly gets, like, really distracted, and he, like, kind of turns from what he was looking at, his, like, arms kind of moving in, like, this really horrible manner. He's like, you two did fantastically. Honestly, great. 
I think that you two deserve more than just a monetary reward, don't you think? Maybe you work with me again, I can get you something a little more personalized. But right now, like I said, light show time. It looks like there's a fucking twister about to start here. Something like that. Is this safe? No. No, you, your nephew's in. He went off somewhere to the crowd. I don't know where he went. Yeah, don't worry about him. He'll get into some very exciting moments very shortly. Uh, all right. Um, I'm just gonna be ready to bolt in the other direction. Okay. Um, Lucas. Next. Well, hold on. Before we get back to Lucas. Before we get back to Lucas. Uh, what are you two doing? How are you responding to the situation? I feel like Yui is distraught. What the fuck? I am very confused. <laughs> yeah, you just, you learn, you get used to it eventually, but like, not really. Um, I'm, I'm mortified. Whatever this man thinks is going to be a good time. See, it's a really rare occurrence. A whole bunch of things come together as one. See, this doesn't happen very often. They don't come down from their pristine little seats. So we get to see one getting their feet muddy with the rest of us. Isn't that exciting? Wait, you mean the council? <laughs> Not exactly. You said the gods? This is something he's divine. got a big smile on his face. Oh, fuck, he's a joker. They think it is. He's not a joker. They think it is. Um. And what is it? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to listen. I'm, I'm, just to let you know, Justin. Yeah. Roll me perception. Um, Bader, what are you doing? Have you looked back to see where Santiago and Yui are? Yeah. So I can help Lucas sneak into this main area. One second, Yui's up. Um, glance back, Bader, and you see Santiago and Yui talking to this weird, gross, bony puppet man. <laughs> what? What is that? Can I see Lucas? In my what, familiar um, I am behind Saul, who's just missed yeah. stealth magic. If he rolled a really good stealth, I don't think you can. Okay, never mind. In fact, actually, explicitly, you don't see Lucas, which is arguably very suspicious and concerning, because you look through the crowd, and you see Bader, you don't see Lucas. <laughs> uh, okay. Because I was thinking of um, casting a message to him, but... I don't think I can work. Yeah, you can't see me, which requires for you to point in my direction. Yeah. What did you get? What did you get? Um, 22. 22? 18 plus 4. Um, you can hear most of what they're saying. There are a couple words that get lost in kind of the den of the crowd behind you. Um, but you are able to get most of what they're saying. Um, currently, you're closest to Jism, who's on top of the stall, basically right in front of you, and the white dragon door who is currently talking to him. And you can hear this really confident, really, I'd say strong voice kind of erupt from her chest as she kind of grumbles at the note. And she's basically like telling him, she's basically asking him what he sees. What do you see with your gnome eyes? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to do that. Rack on, rack on, rack on. Uh, it's not rack on. 
Um, but she asks, like, what do you see? And Jism is, like, giving her this really detailed report, like, a little too detailed. He's, like, he's, like, telling her what types of clouds they are and, like, their current movement patterns compared to, like, normal seasonal weather patterns of this area. <laughs> well, in the middle of all this, of, like, this really complicated weather jargon, he's occasionally throwing in, like, a really quick, like compliment or like a flirt just like really snickily hit in there hey, he's calling it a cumulus cloud <laughs> <laughs> instead of a cumulus cloud he's like i'm seeing plenty of lightning kind of like the lightning between us <laughs> coming from he the cumulus cloud <laughs> He's just um, kind of thinking, and Lucas is kind of thinking. He's it's say something actually of interest. Uh, he's talking a lot about the clouds, um, but he's like, ah, if, uh, if I'm right, I think we'll be seeing them in about a. I have no idea. And she's like, get your act together. We need to figure out exactly what's happening. Otherwise, the rest of us are all going to be lost fighting each other rather than what we should be fighting. The cumulus cloud. What are you doing, Lucas? Um, gingerly trying to like stealth around and hear what the others are saying. Roll me a stealth check. <laughs> that is a That's an eighteen. Eighteen. Um, you sneak around, kind of like keeping low to the ground, but suddenly, oh, actually. I just take something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. Um, you're sticking around low to the ground, and suddenly you feel something grab the cuff of your like uh, collar and pull you back sharply, basically dragging you to your feet in an instant. And you hear, "What do we have here?" Um, uh, somebody mostly just interested to figure out what's going on. If you want an honest answer. Uh, you look to your left, and you see the half-elf man with the jet black hair and the white tips uh, that kind of like goes around in waves, um, looking at you very bemusedly. Um, what did you say? Figure oh, out what's going on, and the fact that I'm just trying to figure out how to get rid of this thing. Ah, curious, are we? Uh, mostly, yes, and I figured there's no better source of information than to go and maybe directly ask, but I also thought maybe that was a bad idea, so I thought maybe, uh, doing the worst thing possible. Long story short, though, I'd love to get rid of this thing. Well, yes, that's not exactly the problem here. I appreciate the initiative, honestly, I do. I'm sure we all would, but I'm telling you now, it would probably be far safer for you to scamper on back where you came from. Oh, I live rather far from here. Yeah, as well. At least scamper on out of here, at least. Um, as he's saying this, there's this kind of feeling of electricity in the air. You can kind of feel the hairs in the back of your neck stand up. Um, back with Yui and Maya, Yui and Santiago, and Vader as well, you three see past the crowd, well, Santiago does. Santiago, you see past the crowd. Suddenly, um, the half-elf man kind of walking behind some stalls, reaching down, and then suddenly pulling up Lucas. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas got in there. 
everything. <laughs> oh no. Uh, you two talking. What are you guys doing as you're watching them talk? See, so I get like arrested or something. I mean, there is nothing to do. Unless somebody has a brilliant plan. I'm gonna become worse criminal. Hey, hey, Bader, do you know how we got in there? I'm just in the crowd, aren't I? <laughs> um, suddenly, Felix interjects. Do you feel that? Do you feel that in the air? Do you feel that? The little sparkles, the little jingle, the electricity, the lightning. Feel the hairs on your neck stand up. Feel it course through your skin. Feel that energy in the atmosphere. It's coming. What's ten? Nine. I'm casting. I'm, I'm casting message. Seven, I'm telling Lucas to get out of there. Six. Five. Four. As he says four, there's this sudden explosion of sound in the sky above. Lucas and talking to the half-elf, all he says is, I suggest if you want to live, we better not stand here and hold my collar and move. He gives you this smile and just looks at you as this enormous explosion erupts in the air, like 50 cans going off at the exact same moment. And for an entity world is this blindingly bright light. As all of you instinctively blink and cover your eyes, still you're able to see through your eyelids and arm, this enormous bolt, this column of lightning arc down from the center of the spiraling clouds, crashing into the main few stalls here, right in front of the end. This, I call it a column of lightning. It's barely able to be called lightning. It is this blinding pillar of light and plasma, which you can feel exuding heat and energy as it scorches the air around it, crashing into the ground, disintegrating stalls all around it. Um, and all this, it feels like it happens for eternity, but it really only happens for an instant the tiniest fraction of a second and suddenly all of your eyes are flashing with sparks and confused bubbles as a tall towering form stands now in the smoking crater that this column of lightning left and what is that you guys are distracted you you are staring at this and you notice, kind of, just for an instance, before you're more drawn back to what you're looking at, Balix is nowhere to be fucking seen. He was right next to you. He is nowhere fucking near anyone. God. In that instant of light flashing, he fucking, he's gone. Um, but all of you look. Um, not all of the council members were just far away enough to not have been affected in any way. And they all seem to be looking. Some of them with quite steely eyes. Some of them a little more afraid. And out of this enormous smoke-filled crater, the smoke's down like disperses. And you see this enormous towering form. You guys thought the moss giant was big at like 15 foot. This thing is way fucking better. It bigger, sorry. It is about 30 feet tall or more. I literally was thinking 30 feet. It is this enormous figure with these rippling muscles and blue skin. Their arms are a little too long to be a normal human. Their legs are a little too long. Their limbs 
just a little bit too long to be completely normal. It kind of gives this really strange, disordered feeling where this 30-foot-tall person seems even taller than blue skin. Um, you can't tell what gender they are. They could honestly be either, and they have these enormous, like, these, like, lean, rippling muscles as they kind of stand a little straighter. This heavily adorned plate armor or scale armor kind of covering their body except for their arms um on their head is this enormous lock of flowing hair that kind of drifts upward off of their body um and on their face is this terrifying look of confidence power and disdain perhaps the most striking feature about them entirely though are these golden bands that seem to wrap around their arms and kind of trail off towards the back, almost like arrows. Um, and this strange floating golden structure hanging in the air behind their head. Okay. What's it want? Let's get to that point. Um, the council members in the front, not all of them, but a couple of them, the... Um, Human, the dwarf, and the halfling all kind of like bow their heads and their bodies. How the others stand very proud and very firm against them. I do. I do. Um, I, I do the bow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the entire crowd around this plaza is dead silent, and um, the only sound that can be heard is everyone's breathing in this kind of hushed breathless anticipation of what the fuck's going to happen next. And the sound of footsteps as someone's walking. Quite confidently, quite assuredly striding forward in these clacking heels. Um, looking to see where this noise is coming from, you see this blue genasi approaching with you're pretty sure it's a man, but he's wearing these very, very high heels um, and he's walking along kind of like clacking against the stone ground. Um, the rest of his outfit looking very fancy, very formal. And he seems to be wearing, he seems to be holding a scroll in his hand. And he approaches kind of going between the stalls, basically ignoring the guards who are completely like out of it. Like what the fuck is happening? And he walks forward and he strides forward. He seals clicking into the stone as he kind of approaches. And he stands in front of this enormous giant and he turns around towards the council. And he says, as an emissary of Iasius, um, I have come forward, I apologize for being late, to continue our diplomacy meetings. Uh, Iasius apologizes for the dramatic entrance, but sometimes a show of power is required to uh, make where we stand known, as it were. Um, excuse me. Kind of like crumbles around his back. He has. Okay. He kind of like pulls out another scroll when he flips it. He's like, Ooh, hold on. Dudley Seonbeard, Mayonor, Jism, Tigra, Solceria Valpatius, and Jerry. By order of the world government, as you know, as the state has been confirmed before, even though you have denied this meeting, you are here under court. 
and puts it in his bag by the world governments who are being tried. Gotta put some more papers in. I believe a more acceptable location than this can be found or procured post-haste. Uh, I expect it to be done, and Iasius does as well. And he kind of just stands there, and there's this kind of like heavy silence as um, the crowds are basically like just everyone's just like in complete silence. What are you guys doing? Lucas just stands there. I mean, he's he's so taken aback. He's just like he looks over the fucking hat and he's like. Uh, the half elf, though, um, the kind of like smiling head is completely gone now, and he's looking with like dead certainty at this child. He look, he, he is this like look of anger or like some kind of upset in his eyes. As he's not going very far right now, he seems to have forgotten that you're there. I understand that Jerry is probably the old man, but for some reason, my brain was like, "What if that's the half elf?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. What if that's the Dragonborn? <laughs> Gary would be so funny as the Dragonborn. It would be so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> Dudley Beard, Maynor, Jism Tigra, Solcelia Valpatius, and Jerry. I ship Jism and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> the old man. <laughs> Their ship name is Jizzery. Oh no, I hate it. That's what you get from naming your character Cum. I didn't! <laughs> you did. Jizz. You oh, did. His name is fucking Jizz. It's not. God, it's not being like this. What's wrong with Jizz? Cole's back. Okay, okay. What's, what sex jokes have I missed this time? Oh, none of interest, Jizzery. really. Okay, I'm back. Jizzery. Jizzery. Don't worry about it. Maya is trying to take a perfectly innocent name and spin it in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. Anyway. Um, anyway, continue to what you're doing. Um, there's this kind of like heavy silence, and the half-elf who had grabbed your collar before um, kind of like steps out from behind the um, stalls, and he approaches the Genasi with the same kind of confidence and stride as the Genasi had coming here in the first place. Um, you can see the giant's eyes tracking everything that's happening right here. Um, in your pocket, Lucas, you hear, what's going on? Take me out, I need to see. I, stop. I hit the bag <laughs> and I, stop. I need to see what's happening. Take me well, out. If you want to see what's happening, you better let me hold you with my actual hand. Fine, let me I out. Need to be quiet. I can't promise that, but I'll try. Yes, be quiet. And I kind of gingerly dig in my bag and I hold him up like, like as if I'm holding a book to my chest. Like I'm holding it like this, basically. Okay. Um, peace, silence. As this is happening, are you in anything else? No. Okay. Um, Yui, Bader, Santiago, what are you three doing? Uh, um, Watching. I I, for a second, I kind of turn to ask Felix, and then I see that he's not there, and I just kind of go, uh, of course. 
Uh, other than that, I'm just stunned. I don't. I don't. I, mm-hmm. What do you What do you do in this situation? <laughs> you know? Tell Justin you're watching and let the plot proceed. Uh, you You hit resume on the cutscene. <laughs> yeah, it's not a cutscene. You guys can do whatever. If If you want to shoot her or them, no, go I'm ahead. Not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> While everyone's distracted by the giant thing, I'm going to move a little closer to where Lucas is. I thought you were going to say you're going to start pickpocketing. <laughs> no! No, no! So no. Rob, I scam it's crime time. I don't pickpocket. <laughs> Yui has standards. The Robin Hood aspire. Professionals oh, have God. standards. <laughs> Yes, professionals have oh, So you can really like, move a little closer, which is right. really easy through this stunned crowd. Have a plan um, to kill everyone you meet. <laughs> Peter, what are you doing? Um, just watching. Okay. Um, the half-elf that was grabbed hold of your collar earlier strides ahead, the dragonborn right beside him. Um, Jism's still on top of the uh, stall car, but he looks considerably very serious for what you've heard. Um, the half strides ahead, and you can hear him kind of angrily grumbling to himself before he comes to a stop right in front of the Genasi. And he goes, you know perfectly well, just as much as the rest of us do, that these accusations and tryings are false. They are completely benign. There is nothing to them. The world government cannot force their power onto us as part of our agreement. What you're doing here should be worthy of the court. Um, the white dragonborn kind of comes up behind him as well, puts a hand on his shoulder, and seems to whisper something in his ear. And after a moment of kind of like tense silence, he seems to nod and agree. Um, before kind of stepping a little closer to the genasi, saying something to him under his breath. Is impossible. You can roll me perception to the closest, Sam. Seventeen. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. That's pretty good. Um, you're able to get a more general idea of what he's saying to each other. Um, it sounds like the elf or the half elf is basically saying like, "We need to do this in a more private place." What is happening here is false, it is ridiculous, but we need to at least do this more professionally. And um, the Genasi in the floor kind of glances up towards the enormous blue giant, and the giant looks back at him, their eyes kind of connecting, and the enormous giant kind of slowly nods, um, the hair around them floating as if they were underwater. Um, And with this enormous step that seems to cover several, several feet, the giant begins walking uh, with these heavy thuds that slam to the concrete. Uh, you can see where they were stood is now a fucking crater with stalls and crops and items having been basically disintegrated along with like a foot of stone um, for where they landed. And they seem to be walking towards the center area, the Walden area of Outer Spire Hill to the north of you guys uh, currently. Um... The old human uh, kind of turns around, is waving his hand, shouting at the guards, basically disperse the crowds, get everyone out of here, clear a path, make sure that everything is fine, make sure that everything's good, just get everyone out of here, disperse the crowds, make everyone go back to their business, nothing to see here, basically. 
And after this kind of long kind of like moment where the guards are rushing around, pushing everyone out of the way, making sure everyone kind of clears a path for the giant and the council members to the main gates, um, they finally make their way there. Um, you guys are kind of swept along the crowd. You, you're a little more closer. You were a little more in the crowd. So you're kind of getting swept along as well. What are you trying to do? I'm going to try and push myself out of the crowd, get out of the crowd. Okay. More towards the back? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you kind of like push your way out. It's not too hard. Everyone's trying to get towards the front. So really there's not, you're kind of not really going against the stream here. Um, Lucas, you are currently in the stall area. Um, it is like basically walking by you. What are you doing? Just watching it happen. Okay, just chilling. Just chilling. Um, you see the building. elf. You see the half elf who saw you before is looking at you. And he's like, gonna back up a little. I'm gonna get out of the way, but like, I'm gonna back he's up. He's like gesturing like. He's like gesturing like. Moving. Okay, are you going? Are you trying to get back to the crowd? I'm not trying. I'm trying to get back to the crowd, but I'm also trying to stay at a vantage point that Galileo is happy. Okay. Um, the book in your arms is being quiet, but it is muttering to itself, like really quickly. Can I hear what he's saying? Sure. Woo! Is that plus perception? Sure. 17, 18, 19. I'm natural. 15, 16, 17, 18, yeah, 19. I almost said a natural point. He's, he's speaking um, some language. You're not entirely sure, but you can't understand what he's saying. Um, excuse me. Um, but his words aren't fully words. They're like loads of different words that have been broken up and stitched together, as if he's reading from a crumpled up and burnt script that's not complete at all. Like, it's just a bunch of like what sounds like random syllables or half words, quarter words strung together in loose sentences. It sounds like he's got like a whole bunch of like different mixed up. It just sounds like something's really going weird. I'm, I'm whispering. I'm like kind of like tapping one of the edges of the the out like the outside of the book. Galileo. He doesn't stop. Good. He's not continuing. He, he keeps continuing. I'm continuing to hold Galileo kind of like this, but like closer to me, backing up even more. Um. So you you're trying to make your way back to the, you're trying to make your way out of the crowd. Uh, Lucas, you're backing up, but you're still trying to stay in the main area. Bader and Santiago, what are you two doing? Oh, it seems you were both My a little just... bit. My, My, My you're, you're muted. Oh, I did, I did change shirts. I was warm. Um, oh. I, I'm just kind of shocked haha <laughs> fun um i'm trying to look out for everybody else to see where they're at but also it's not like i don't want to get the ire of the guards when everyone's on high tension yeah the guards are currently pushing everyone and like yelling at everyone to disperse the guards seem to be confused as well and panicked so they're just basically trying to like they're they're taking it out on everyone else by like yelling get the hell back you know uh Bader, what are you doing I'm getting out of that crowd. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you're backing up with uh, Yui. 
Yeah. What's up, Lucas? What are you trying to do? Can I... Can I do the thing that Galileo doesn't like to see if I can snap him out of it and open him up? Sure. Okay, you're gonna open him up? Yeah, I'm kind of like, Galileo, if you don't stop, I'm gonna open you. And I know you, you don't open like him that. Up. And he doesn't respond. You open him up. And his pages are covered in these spiral drawings and words kind of like meshing all over the place. And like everything is fucked up and messed up. And there's words going from one page to another and a spiral of other words. And they're all, they're all barely words. They're like mixed up jumbles of letters and like, like uh, consonants and a whole bunch of stuff stuffed together. He doesn't need his interviews. And as I'm you're watching, the page is getting more and more filled out. I'm gonna let it keep happening. Um, Santiago. So you're trying to find everyone, but are you keeping an eye on the giant itself? Oh yeah. Um, as I think I'm watching, as it's heard about being stepped on. Yeah. Well, everyone's keeping like everyone out of the lights. The guards are keeping everyone out of its path, basically. And you can see the large wooden kind of portcullis gate being lifted up in front of you guys. Um, as you're watching, though, the giant's kind of gaze kind of like trails across the crowd, first to the right, kind of looking at each individual person, their eyes kind of flicking from person to person, um, with this very steady look, if that makes sense. It's a very confident, steady look. And there's this kind of look of... Like, they don't really care, if that makes sense. There's very little... Apathy? There's a lot of apathy. There's very little um, connection, I guess you could say. Or not connection, but you know what I mean. There's a lot of apathy with that, Sam. However, as it kind of trails its eyes over the left side, it suddenly stops. And for an instant, you're like, what's going on? And then you realize, Santiago, or at least you think, it kind of feels like it. But you're looking at it, and it feels like it's looking directly at you. And as you watch, there's this, the, the look of apathy changes to a look of disgust and disdain as it stares at you. Okay. <laughs> um, you can see over the crowd that is currently being moved and jostled. Never stare back at disdain. <laughs> um, there is this pressure on you. This like overwhelming like pressure. It might literally be atmospheric or barometric pressure. You don't fucking know, but it feels like something is like it, it's like a really disappointed parent looking at you <laughs> in, in a weird way to put it like that. Um, and for if this happens, and it feels like an eternity for you. It's suddenly being a lot harder than other people. Lucas, you notice this as well. You don't notice it looking at Santiago. Or maybe you do. Only perception. Yui, uh, Bader, and Lucas. Only perception. Twenty-three. Nineteen plus four. Uh, Eighteen. Modify twenty. Damn. Um, all three of you notice that this thing is, you think, staring directly at Santiago. And you notice that look of disdain or disgust and 
something in their expression. And Lucas and Santiago, you notice because you can see over the crowd. Um, the Genasi look back up at the giant as well and like put a single hand against like the giant's closed leg. And the gaze between you and Santiago, it, and Santiago, it breaks. And it turns back, it continues on, completely ignoring you. You were about to say me because of what Galileo was buttering. <laughs> um, Galileo is still going fucking crazy. Galileo's having like, a fucking seizure at the moment. Like, you have it open and like, it's starting to, like, shake, basically. I'm, like, doing stuff. Like, on him. I'm, like, I'm... What the fuck up? Just like when you do a seizure patient. Yeah, seizure victim. You just smack him. You smack him until they get better. <laughs> um... After a few minutes, though, the guards are pushing everyone away. You're still kind of stalled, so you're okay, Lucas. Um, but eventually, the, 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 the giant wooden portcullis opens up. The giant steps through. And it closes back shut again. And there's this moment of confusion and not panic, but, like, everyone, the whole crowd is, like, asking the guards. is like, people, like, what is going on? What the hell was that? The skies are clearing up, by the way. The swirling clouds are dispersing and clearing up. Excuse me. And very quickly, it's turning from an oppressively overcast, dark day into a sunny one. Um, as this thing is stepping towards. Mm. Um, as the crowd is dispersing and people are like allowed to go back into the main plaza. Although a contingent of guards basically set up a perimeter around the lightning crater and the stalls, and they're asking people to basically come up and like say, "Was this stall yours? We will reimburse, or rather, the um, laborers guild, not the laborers guild, the merchants guild." Let me check. I think it's probably merchants. I think it's the merchants guild. Yeah, the merchants guild is like, well, they'll reimburse you if you are a part of it, and like even if you're not, you know, stuff like that. Like, like come claim your stall. Check, you know, what was your land? What was your area? they'll take care of it, or at least try and help. Um, but as like, the crowds are dispersing and the giant is now out of sight, what are you all doing? Lucas is very concerned about Galileo, so he's almost kind of sat down on the ground and sat Galileo on the ground watching the pages. Uh, the pages are just filling up and more and more and more. And it's not filling up a little bit and switching pages. Like, the one or two pages is getting covered in, like, ink. Like... Like, the words are so dense, and the letters and the symbols and the pictures are so dense, it's like turning the page black. I'm gonna flip to another page, and I'm gonna pull out my ink and quill, and all I'm going to write is, I don't know what's happening to you, but if you can actually read this, gotta stop. The book, stop shaking. Get some help. And there's this line of jumbled up consonants and half words written right below what you did. Almost like a response. Can I make out what it's saying? It is just complete gibberish. Well, you're it's saying quarter like, words, so like any words I can make out. It's like, so it's complete gibberish. You forgot vowels. But at the same time, it's gibberish. It's not the uncontrolled, unrestrained gibberish spiraling like in the previous pages. This is a short, concise sentence with a period. So it's like someone who's had fucking brain damage trying to write something and not being able to understand the words. Can I try and make out what this sentence says? Good moment, Aiden. Friendly, hard. 
Can you roll me an incredibly hard, just straight intelligence check? Or Arcana, I guess? Uh, what are the other two doing as Lucas has sat down with the book? Um, Lucas, where are you sitting down with this book, by the way? Um, where are you standing last? People are now filtering into like the stall area, so you might want to move away from there. Yeah, I'm going to go move away somewhere that's like quiet under a tree, kind of like to do this. You can move away more towards... Um, okay. There are a couple trees uh, a little bit to the north of you, if you look on the map. They're right beneath or right below yeah, into the right left. There. So Lucas is going there. What is um, Santiago, Yui, and Vader doing? Since I'm seeing Santiago going over, I'm going to go with him. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. For Ar- you said it could be Arcana or what else? Just Arcana. Arcana makes the most sense. 25. It, no, you don't understand it. Not even with my abilities? It's, 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 it, to you, it looks like gibberish. It would have taken basically a ridiculously high roll to have passed that. 25 feels pretty damn high. Yeah, but it, it was higher than that. I would have needed a 30 is what you're fucking saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just, just roll a um, 31. I'm just going to write back. While I can't understand what this is, I'm going to hold on to you for now. Uh, there's another line. It's gibberish. Responding, I'm, I'm just going to say, I still can't read that. Not that it's your fault, period. Continuing going to say, I'm going to hold you in my actual, in my hands for a while to see if I can try to do something. There's a really long, like a paragraph of gibberish, like four different sentences. Just Lucas mumbling out loud. He's like, Galileo, I wish you could, I wish you would just go back to talking. Um, okay. While Lucas is doing that, Yui and Bader, you two are heading closer to Lucas. You see him Lucas kind of sitting in the tree. Lucas has got a very, very worried look on his face, and he looks, and his hair, usually he's doing the thing I'm doing by keeping it out of his face, but he's very disheveled, I guess is the look that you would call that. Very, mm. the look is very concerned. Uh, Santiago, what are you doing? Um... Sort of just out of impulse, trying to regroup. Um, not really sure what to think. A little shooketh about being glared at by a thirty-foot monster. So yeah, just, just trying to trying to regroup. I'll, trying not to look kind of spooked, but I'm I'm pretty spooked. Okay. Uh, Lucas, as you're um, trying to communicate with Galway, the uh, rest of the group kind of approaches, and you're all kind of gathered underneath this tree. Uh, people milling about, guards trying to basically keep people from like asking more questions, trying to disperse people, keep everyone away. Lots of people are now gathering in the stalls. Lots of people are trying to like complain about the damages done, all sorts of stuff. So it's a little busy, but people are slowly dispersing more and more. Well, I can say throughout the years that I've lived in Spireheld, that was certainly one of the more interesting sights to see. Yeah. It seems like Galileo's not having a good time. Is everything alright, Lucas? He's fine, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, He doesn't sound fine from the way you're talking. I flip over to the page, it's almost completely black, and I hold him up by the book. Not fine! Oh. You don't need to yell. That's not good. 
This just started after he said he wanted to see what was going on, so I decided to pick him up and let him see. But then after that, he just started drawing spirals and writing words that don't have consonants, and I can't make it out, even regardless of my ability, so now I'm kind of at a loss. Hmm. I mean, is it a fair reaction for once to sort of understand... sort of understand him? I was shaking until I started writing in him. That I don't understand, but, um... That... thing... Felt like it was looking right into my soul. Felt like when it was around, the air was static. Shauna, is that you? <laughs> Big Shauna. <laughs> Big Shauna. from the sky. <laughs> I just kind of close Galileo and like right before I close up, I'm going, I'm just going to write. I'll fill you in later. Okay. As, as you close him, um, you notice on a couple of blank pages, there seems to be on the pages that you were talking to him with, he seems to be doing more like circles and like drawings. So they seem to be a little more controlled this time as you close him. I'm just gonna basically, like, I know I've been holding him with Mage Hand and putting him in my bag, but generally now Lucas is kind of doing this all the time with it. Lucas suffocates Galileo. <laughs> oh no! He has to breathe. He's got I'm, lungs. I'm keeping, I'm keeping him where, like, where, where he can, like, he supposedly sees from, kind of outwards. I got you. So, uh, Lucas. Mm, yes, what? I hate I hate to put more um, stress on your shoulders, but it appears we have run into family. Ah, yes, perfect. Where is it? Wait, was that the ghoul man? <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be Lucas's uncle. The ghoul man. I love. No doubt about he alive? It. Uh, he usually looks like yes. that. I don't. I don't know what's wrong yes, with him. I don't know where he gets the money. I don't know how he knows about this. I honestly getting a little annoyed with not knowing anything about him. But he was saying some stuff about witnessing them and when the air st- sh- shattered sh- shattered like that, he. Vanished. What did he? Sounds like him. He was counting down from ten to when mm-hmm. the giant would appear, but, but he was wrong. It it's appeared he's at four, not one. So <laughs> maybe he was embarrassed. He ran away because he was embarrassed about being wrong about when it was gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ever been embarrassed in his life. Um. To be honestly, again, does it mention anywhere that I should go? Um, the the, the, the scribble, the chicken scroll. You're not really able to get much more than you already have. Yeah. I um. Where did where did you mention you saw him last? Uh. 
points to where Santi, where the where where they originally were. Balix is there. Uh, Told you. Told you. He's just standing. He's got a hand on his hip. He's looking at like where it where it happened, and he's got like a sandwich in his hand. He's like eating it. Okay. All over to it. I'm like, I hope you brought one for me. I'm rather hungry. Oh, he hears you, and he pulls out another one. But he pulls it out of his pocket, and it's not wrapped. It's oh, just well. a sandwich. It'd be that way sometimes. 